sign of weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kopal. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kopal. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kopal. I'm your host, Dave. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's September 5th, 2019. And we're here to talk about you and everything that affects you. The markets, your money your job, the economy, and all else in between. But first, if you do not get the show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button to go to Twitter at GaryKopom. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary, articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button, press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you, or our email service with one month free right there, GaryK.com. Press the button. You know what I was thinking about today? In six days, it'll be 18 years removed from 9-11. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I know where I was standing. I know where I was sitting. I know who was in the room with me. I know what we were talking about. I know what my reaction was when the first plane hit. I really know what my action was was the second plane hit. I remember my drive home. Everything. And I think that the farther we get away, you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, Hurricane uh, Dorian uh, just never wants to go away. It's going up the East Coast now. South Carolina, North Carolina, getting hit. Uh, I know those areas pretty well. Uh, Wrightsville Beach, uh, Figure 8 Island. I play a bunch of golf there with buddies years ago. And been there a bunch of times. I wonder what's going on there. And by the way, it's heading up the East Coast. It's going to be in Maine and Massachusetts Saturday. Hugging the U.S. What a little beast this thing was. We lucked out here in Florida. Completely lucked out. That thing was heading right towards us and made that big north turn. It doesn't do that. Ouch. And the Bahamas, areas of the Bahamas, 38 hours that sucker stood over Abaco Islands, Grand Bahama Island. I, I'm seeing video. Wow. How do you recover from that? Anyway, our thoughts go out to everybody being affected by this thing that just don't want to go away. It's like a bad rash. So uh, I did my fantasy draft last night. And I picked Antonio Brown. Now he's going to be suspended. Uh, story of my uh, draft uh, so far, and we haven't even played a game. Fortunately, I have good backups on wide receiver. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I woke up at 4 in the morning because I'm still on seven hours later uh, coming back from Europe. And uh, as we move through the evening, all of a sudden, future starts smoking to the upside. Here was the news. The U.S. is going to have a meeting with China in October. That was the news. It's the same news we've had. For 15, 16 months, another meeting, another get-together on trade. Interesting, huh? But this time, markets gapped up 300 before you could say boo, and in the first 20 minutes, we're up 400 on the Dow, supposedly just on that news. Now, remember what we told you. 
It isn't the news. It's how things react to the news. And I got questioned, a question after question today. Is that the reason why, Gary? First off, we don't really care. But if you would put me back against the wall, I think yesterday morning may have changed the playing field. You know how we talk in bad markets, bad news is really bad news, good news is bad news also? In good markets, it's the opposite. Well, let's hearken back, kids. It's important to hearken back. Last December, markets were getting trashed. And at right around Christmas, it was leaked out by Bullard, one of the Fed heads, about a change of stance by the Fed. They would go from raising rates to patience. No more raising of rates. Market bottomed. Rallied up. Got hit in May. Beginning of June, Bullard was sent out again. Guess what he said? Well, we're thinking of changing our stance from patience to lowering rates. Markets rallied into July before rolling over. Yesterday morning, Bullard was quoted as saying, by the way, we don't make this up, you can check it. He would like to see a half point rate cut this month, not a quarter point. Now, in case you don't know, this man is the mouthpiece for Powell. We think that's what did the trick. Off of bad manufacturing numbers here, bad numbers out of Europe, bad numbers out of Asia, Italy, Singapore, Germany, the UK. So how the hell can the market be up 400 today? By the way, we're pre-taping in the final hour because you know I do TV uh, tonight. We think the change of stance again from a quarter to a half point which enabled now any China news to possibly be good news, even though there was no change. Uh, They announced a meeting that we already knew they were going to have. So let's just say, again, it's not the news, it's how the market reacts to the news, and we're going to tell you exactly what the market did today. Now, as we speak, it's 3.39 p.m. We'll take you into the close. So, the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. As I speak, at 3.39 p.m. Eastern Time, Dow 404. S&P up 41. NASDAQ 143. NASDAQ 100, 143. The Sox up 47. Even the mid and small caps are up today good. Transport's up 279. Advanced declines, pretty darn good. Up, down, pretty darn good. Weakness today, gold. We've been just telling you gold and silver are very extended and need to pull back. Well, they got the excuse today. So uh, the GLD is down, uh, what, uh, 2.3%. The GDX, though, is down, we're going to call it 4.5%. Other weakness today in uh, consumer staples, housing, utilities, real estate, all the things that we're leading. Do you know why? Because the 10-year yield is up over a stick today to 1.595. After being below 1.5. Now here's some other news for you. They come out with this pre-employment number, the ADP number, before we get the real jobs number tomorrow, the fake jobs number. Gary, why do you call it fake? Well, you know, they survey a few people and businesses. You know, whatever. Let's call them real. Let's call them fake. Doesn't matter. The ADP number came in much better than expected. And you know everybody's been saying we're going into recession. You know for about three or four days... The maniacs on mainstream media were just recession this, recession that. We've been telling you right now, we do not think we're in going recession here in the U.S. We think in other spots there is. Up next, we'll expound and much more. This is the one only investment. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. We're pre-taping the show in the final hour. It's 3.42 p.m. Uh, Dow's up 4.03. Just so you know, we're up 4.70, like at 9.45 or 10 o'clock. Uh, it's a typical daylight today. Uh, gap up, rally up until 10, and just do nothing the rest of the day, and that's basically what's been going on. Uh, the Sox is up 47, was up 64, so that's pulled in a little bit, but still up 47 is good, and we'll get more in-depth in a little bit. We mentioned gold pulling back. That's the norm of, of this. Yields rallying up a little bit here. That's the norm of this, and you can bet your, your bottom dollar you're getting like a little rejiggering from bonds into stocks from the bond business. So I was mentioned to you about recession because the media was carrying that war. And let's be clear. They just hate this president. They hate this guy so much. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know what the latest thing is? I guess he put some map out because he originally said that Alabama would get hit by the hurricane. And then he put up another map and it was drawn on that uh, Alabama. Now, let me be clear on this, on my thoughts. I couldn't give a crap. There are people dying from a hurricane. And I don't know if the president's care, but the media's treating this as headline news. Headlines over this. Headlines. And I got news for you. When this baby was coming in towards central Florida, if it kept that trajectory, it would have gone into Alabama. But I guess he said it a couple of days later. So I guess they're saying he's stupid and he looks like he's lying. Who cares? They are just after this guy. Remember, we hate them all. We have no bias, no agenda, no ulterior motive. We call balls and strikes here. But they're insane. They're calling it Sharpie Gate. People are dying from these hurricanes. This hurricane. Anyway, I had to bring that up. So there's all this talk about recession. Our thought process is more of slow down than anything else. That's been our thought process. We have not swayed with you guys. We think longer term we got big problems. You know that. We got huge problems with the debt and deficits. Huge problems with the easy money to enable the debt and deficits. Huge problems with all these corrupt politicians, both on the left and right. And one day, we're going to get hit with the big hurricane. But we just don't see it right now. We see slowdown. We see contractions in Germany. In Italy, in South Korea, in Singapore, in the UK, a bunch of other places. Japan is teetering. We just don't see it here just yet. And we're small sample. We're not like the Labor Department that does this, that, and the other thing. We're, we just have a decent feel. And we feel we're right. And we think maybe that's what the market's reacting to right here. That all of a sudden we got a bad manufacturing number but a better employment number. All we can tell you is, number one, we said this a few days ago, the lows of the past five weeks were holding. In spite of every time they sold this off down to the ground of support, man, it looked like they were going to break support. Why? Because man, oh man, underneath the surface, 
And you know when we told you underneath the surface, the small cap so much weaker, the mid cap so much weaker, the transport so much weaker, the financials so much weaker, the foreign market so much weaker than us, the average stock so much weaker. But they held it. And in spite of a real bad day coming into this week on Tuesday, they gap them up yesterday and they gap them up today. And we don't argue. Why? We just deal with price. Unlike those who are still saying recession and holy heck to come for markets. We think markets are smarter. And recently, all the industrial types were getting hit hard. Very much hit hard. But today we notice Cummins Inc. Trucks and parts. You know, the things that... uh, the climate change con artists want to get rid of. That's up six and change today. Illinois Tool Works. Been hit hard as of late. It's up five today. The Honeywells. And things like that. Much better day. Union Pacific. The rails. Union Pacific just went from 180 down to 160. That's up six today. So maybe, just maybe, it's a respite. And then we're heading lower, or maybe market's saying something else. We'll see. What's interesting about today is growth ain't doing so well. And some of the leading uh, software names are getting hit again today. Off of some earnings reports that the market no likey. So a little bit of changing of the guard. But there are some outcomes we definitely want to mention. Important outcomes as we head into the close. Because they are muy importante as we head into the close. You know what I'm talking about. That 50-day moving average. A couple of things happened today with that 50-day moving average. That important mark. That important spot. So up next, the 50-day moving average. And much more. This is the one only investment edge. You're listening to America is talking. Investors Edge. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. And welcome again to Investors Edge. Again, we're pre-taping the show in the final hour. Uh, it's 3.52 p.m. Uh, came in a little bit. Dow up 3.88. Still good. S&P 38. NASDAQ 137. NASDAQ 100. 138. By the way, I'm watching uh, Shepard Smith on Fox News Channel right now. And there's video from a helicopter over Abaco of the Bahamas. Some of it, not all, but a lot of it, looks like Andrew. When Hurricane Andrew hit in South Miami, I lived in Boca Raton. The next morning, me and a couple of buddies went down there to help out with the National Guard and stay down there for a couple of days. Uh, The National Guard took us by Jeep into areas and just leveled. And I'm looking at Abaco, Bahamas, leveled. Absolutely leveled. Leaves you speechless. Leaves you absolutely speechless. And now South and North Carolina getting some of it. All right, I mentioned the 50-day. If nothing changes by the close, just want to let you know, the Dow is back above the 50-day by a smidge. And interesting enough, 
only about 600 points off the highs. But I love putting things in perspective here. The Dow right now is, is trading where it was in April of this year, is trading where it was lower than what it was last late September. So the Dow is now also trading where it was January of 2018. You got that? A year and three quarters of no gains on the Dow. The S&P 500 has jumped a little bit above the 50-day moving average today. And only about uh, 27 and 20, a couple of percent below the highs. But it's where it was in April, May. It's a little higher than where it was a year ago, about a percent, percent and a half. And the S&P, much better than the Dow. If I take it back to that January, S&P in about uh, a year and three quarters is up. Mm, not 4%. The NASDAQ, better than them both. The NASDAQ is back above the 50-day today. But it's where it was in April, May of this year. It's where it was a year ago. But if you take it back to that a year and three quarters, it's up about 7% in that year and three quarters. But then we get into... 2,000 stocks called the Russell 2000. Uh, the Russell 2000 is not back above the 50-day. It's not back above the 200. And even if it got back above the 50-day, it's not in relation to the other ones because it's much weaker than the others. And the Russell 2000, you have to go all the way back two years. That's where it's trading. Two years. That's where it's trading. And in about three years, it's about 8 9%. Over a three-year period. And then you got the transports. Uh, that's not back above today. Oh, I take it back. It is back above, but much, much weaker than everything else. And how do we explain that? Well, the transports, you have to go back to December of 2017. Almost two years of no gains on the transports. Actually, I'm going to take you, yeah, that's about right. But then you have regional banks. Is still trading where it was. You ready? Two weeks after the election. Going on three years of no gains. And off the highs by about 20 some odd percent. By the way, the Russell 2000 off its highs, let's call it 13%. The big banks. Yeah, trading where they were. Yeah, we'll call it October of 17. And about 10% off the highs, give or take. Maybe eight, let's call it 8, 9%. So while we're having these couple of days, definite improvement. Definite improvement. But we just told you the facts, the numbers, and we'll see how it plays out. I went through the new high list earlier. I must tell you, the things that were on the new highs before are no longer on it today. You can take the utilities off at the REITs because they're all down, but also those software names. And as I'm looking at the new high list today, Procter & Gamble, uh, some of the housing like Pulte Homes, 
Uh, Visa and MasterCard. Uh, MasterCard, yeah, and Visa, yeah. I see a couple of the semi names. Twitter, new yearly high. On Twitter, I believe, let me make sure. Yep, new yearly high on Twitter. But do keep in mind, eh, it's about 40% off the highs of uh, December of 13. But definite good action on Twitter. Looking like it wants to attack the weekly high of June of 18 at 47 and three quarters. It's 45 as I speak. And change. So definitely better. And I won't even put a butt in front of definitely better. The socks. We told you yesterday back above the 50-day. The socks gapped up today. And at one time today, uh, was 1583. We're closing to 1565. So a little off the highs, but no biggie. As the market close is as we speak. A better action in retail today. A name like Lululemon, L-U-L-U, back above the 50-day, but they do report after the close. And I saw a few others. So definitely better. But still way, 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 way in range. And still a very large cap affair. If that changes, we will let you know. The financials, better today. Yeah, but no great shakes. I just call it coming up the right side a little bit. And again, that's working off of higher interest rates on the long end. Helps out the banks. Helps out the regionals. Tomorrow, guess the gap. Gary has no clue. But we think the tone has changed for the better here. And we'll stay on top of it. Up next, we'll wind this baby up. Thanks for being here. This is the one only investors of. You are listening to. What are we waiting for? What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge. With Gary Kolbach. Welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Hey, we have an email today from one of my people who use fake email addresses. Sure, idiot Gary Kalpam, you have no bias. In reality, everybody has, everyone has bias. So stop lying, Gary Kalpam, you lying emmer effer. And of course, he spelled it out. Mother effer. What's the matter with people? I repeat, I have no bias. I hate them all. When we talk about the politicians, they all suck. They've all let us down. Do you know what the big complaint about is today? That President Trump is taking $3 billion from the Pentagon to give to a wall. And Dianne Feinstein and the rest are having fits over it. Because of Dianne Feinstein and the rest of her ilk, $3 billion is being added to our debt today. Yet they're whining over $3 billion that's already at the Pentagon by the way, which was given hundreds of billions of dollars of taxpayer dollars from the president who took it from us to give to them. So if they want to complain, complain about the president raising federal spending, $250 billion on his first budget every year to give to the Pentagon. 
not a measly little $3 billion that's, by the way, is going towards a wall. And which, by the way, we already have six, 700 miles of. By the way. So thank you for that very kind email. And this guy usually sends me like three of them with a fake email address. But I appreciate your concern. Uh, last night, CNN had a big town hall with all the uh, presidential candidates. It lasted like eight hours. It was all on climate change. Now you know what I think about that, right? It used to be global cooling. They were 1,000% wrong. Then it was global warming. And Al Gore said 13 years ago that in 10 years because of global warming, we were doomed. And then we had a couple of years where the planet actually cooled down. So the, the, the con artists went into a room and said, you know, so they changed it to climate change. Marketing. Climate change. That way, if it's cold, they're right. If it's hot, they're right. If there's hurricanes, they're right. If there's no hurricanes, they're right. Just remember, they're a bunch of con artists. They have a goal in mind. It's called authoritarian, socialist Marxist dictatorships by creating a crisis out of thin air and then taxing the crap out of you for it. You notice every time they talk about it in order to fix it, tax you. So I just want to let you know, last night all these dolts were on CNN, and of course CNN didn't ask them the right questions. But I want to let you know they want to ban straws, plastic straws. By the way, uh, there's, they're saying 500 million plastic straws are used every day. Do you think that's right? 500 million? Doesn't that seem a little off? But they want to ban straws, red meat, incandescent bulbs, gas-powered cars, offshore drilling, fracking, natural gas exports, nuclear energy, coal plants, factory farming, carbon. Interesting because I couldn't watch the whole thing. I only took minutes at a time because my head would have exploded. But I asked and I checked. Do you think one question was like, how the hell are you going to get on an airplane if you get rid of all uh, coal and oil and stuff and all fossil fuels? Do you think that journalistic wonder bars at CNN would ask that simple question, how the hell are you going to get on an airplane? Now, how the hell are you going to farm the land? What are you going to do about the tractors? Hmm? Do you think they are these con artists? Oh, by the way, Bernie Sanders wants to ban people. There's too many people. We need more abortions. We don't even fund abortions in the foreign lands. So I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. And, and Biden, join the group. I was really hoping for a moderate Biden. Maybe he will be. And it's just for the primary. There was an old movie, great movie, Oscar-winning movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Jack Nicholson. Every one of these candidates could star in that movie. We'll have more on this tomorrow. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children. Nighty-night all.
This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.